0: Song of Stevens, Part 1, by is Ashaka. This was one of those Sundays you wished you'd stayed home, but guilt is a powerful motivator. Your mother is ushering this Sunday, which means if you miss this, then she is going to notice, and you will not hear the end of it until the next one. You have some George Smith playing as you put your face together into a respectable beat. Fenty glow on deck. Your wardrobe inspiration is minimal today, so you put on a simple navy blue button-down dress with a belt around your waist and some lace-up chunky brown heels. Your twist out was being obedient today, thank God, as you checked yourself in the mirror one last time before heading off. Pulling up to the church, you dig through your purse for your welcome committee member pin. Church wouldn't be half as much of a struggle if you weren't forced to hug and talk to people you don't know from Adam every time. Just once, you'd like to walk in and enjoy the service without side responsibilities. But the pastor's assistant said you have a gift, so you have to use the blessings God puts forth in your life. But you just think she probably said that to about ten other people who were smart enough to say no before you. You walk up the steps and greet the sisters. Good morning. How are you, sister? One says. You hug her, saying, I'm good. Sister Gladys and you? Oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. She smiles wide. Good to see you. Make it this Sunday, baby. You look past Sister Gladys. Yes, Sister Helen. Can't keep me from the Lord if you tried. "'Well, I guess the devil would run a couple times on you, huh? "'You're always here when your mother's on the aisles, though,' she says with attitude. "'Yes, well, we are pretty close. "'Let me go ahead and find her, actually,' you say, trying to hurry off. "'Okay, sweetie. button up your dress, baby. "'You're in the house of God,' she yells after you. "'You roll your eyes as you make your way into the sanctuary.' The rows of pews were empty as service didn't start for another 30 minutes. Sunday school crowd would be following in any minute. Your mother sees you as you walk in. Sugar, you drive safe? I did. Glad to see you in the house of the Lord. Okay, little girl, you laying in on pretty damn sick, she says as you hug. Would have liked to have seen you make it for Sunday school, though. Ma, I had a long night. I'm lucky to have dressed myself proper before getting here. Mm Mm-hmm. Your dress looks nice. That's new? You nod. Long as you got something to lay up on the altar, that's fine, she says. Mama, I ain't cheating God out of his 10%. Come on. You may not hit the 10% every time, but you make sure to give. You take your post at the door as service starts to commence. The praise and worship team makes their selections, then announcements are made. You get really bored waiting for people to come into the church, and you weren't allowed to have your phone out, so you left it at your seat with your mom. Your feet were beginning to hurt, but it was almost time for the pastor to make his sermon, which is when you got to sit down. Looking off at the parking lot across the street, you see a sleek car pull in real fast into a spot. You could hear the music bumping, muffled from within. You study the car for a second as it sits there for a couple minutes. You wondered if you should call a deacon and check it out, but soon the car door opens, and out pops the driver. Boots hit the pavement as his height unfolds from his low-riding vehicle. Distressed jeans and a long sleeve ribbed shirt shades on. Even from a distance, you could tell this nigga was fine. He closes the door and looks toward your direction. You straighten up a little, even though he most likely was looking at the church in general. He strides across the street, up the stairs to the church, and you start to move towards the door he was headed to. But one of the other sisters already got to him. Good morning, young man. Welcome to our church. Are you visiting a member or coming on your own? She shakes his hand as he takes his shades off. Yeah, I'm on my own right now. Wonderful. So with initiative. Sister Gladys was so damn bougie. Take a visitor's card and fill out your information while you find your seat, please. You take the opportunity to get a card for him and reach it out to him. He looks from the card up your body, then your face. Thanks. I appreciate that. You push your flesh-driven thoughts to the back burner as best you can. Thank you for joining us today. Sit anywhere you like. He nods, keeping his eyes locked on you until he turns to the door Sister Gladys had opened for him. The swell of the applause fills the foyer as he walks in. The pastor's just getting the crowd started with amens and all that. You and Sister Gladys go in, finding a seat. You sit in a row, a couple seats from the back, trying to find your target again. He is in the same section, but a couple of seats up from you. He is leaned forward, facing the pulpit. You study his broad back, flush with the fabric of his shirt, shoulders that are testing the stretchability to its utmost. You crossed your legs, praying for God to extinguish the heat from between you. The pastor is given a message on forgiveness, Not holding grudges and letting go of the past. God does not bring us this far for us to turn back now. All that you've been through, think about how many people ain't here to see today. But you made it. God has a purpose for your life. But if your heart is filled with hate, his light cannot shine through you. Help me somebody. The congregation applauds and yells praises, encouraging pastor to keep on. You were moved by the lesson, but your eyes always floated to the mystery man from earlier. You could tell he was wiping his eyes a couple times, making you melt a little. Was he getting the message, too? You shake your head at the thoughts you had earlier, shaming yourself for seeing this soul who was seeking out spiritual refuge as a thirst object. Soon it was time for the altar call. You and the rest of the church stands up. You don't have to fight this fight alone. The Holy Spirit is our first line of defense against the attacks of the devil. If you are ready and have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, come. He is already forgiven you. Come unto his house. The congregation sings in unison, come to Jesus. The church has their eyes closed as you meditate in the moment. Is there one? He sees you, brother. Just come on. We welcome you. Applause erupts as someone comes up to the altar. You open your eyes and prepare to make your way down to greet them and prepare them for council, which is a duty of being part of the welcome committee. You can't see past the people standing, but... As you round the corner of the aisle, you see him standing in front of you. He is getting hugs from others on the welcome committee, his eyes red from emotion. You're more nervous than ever for this process. As you walk up to him and feign a smile, he sees you but doesn't seem focused on you like before as he gives you a polite hug. What's your name, son? The pastor asks. Ah, uh, it's Eric. Eric. Eric Stevens, he says, his voice quiet and deep from emotion, you try not to think about how beautiful he looks crying, how this grown man looks like a young abandoned child as the pastor gives him a speech of encouragement and instructs the welcome committee to take him so he can get information about church resources and take down his contact information. You and the rest of the committee guide Eric down to the church office, having a seat around a table. So, Brother Eric, what brings you here today? Sister Gladys asks, pin at the ready. Eric leans back in his chair, rubbing his chin. Uh, I just wanted to get back into the word, you know. It's been a minute since I've been in church, so I figured now's a good time to get back into it. Was there a specific reason you chose our church house today? He shrugs. Nah, I'm just looking for something better. He looks in your direction. The spirit I feel in this congregation is so beautiful. I can't help but stick around and work for a piece of it. Sister Helen chimes in Have you ever been in trouble with the law, son? Gang banging, drugs, sexual perversion. Everyone hisses at her. Helen, we don't get into all of that up front. Stop being rude, another sister says. Sheila Ann, you know more than anybody we need to be vetting these new members, especially this Tonka truck looking mother. Wow, okay, Eric, please take these brochures showing all we have to offer at the church we have classes and team activities. You look like you'd be a good fit for our basketball team, but I'll leave that up to you, Sister Gladys says. Don't be interrupting me talking, Heffa, Sister Helen says, pointing a bony finger. Mm-hmm. Sheila got her husband stole by some young new girl who probably was street walking before coming up in here. Sister Helen, we gotta get this young man on with his day. Now we have to assign him a mentor. Would you like to be his? Hell no. I got things to do. My kids are grown. I have no plans to babysit. Nobody, no more. Sister Helen shakes her head in disgust. Eric, uh, I know we don't have any men on the committee right now, but we could elect a deacon if that's more comfortable. Sister Gladys asks. Eric twists his mouth thinking, Nah, that's fine. I don't need no special treatment. Thank you, though. Um, But what does a mentor do anyway? Well, they meet you at the church, uh, usually Saturdays, but we can discuss scheduling if that doesn't work for you. And you all would discuss matters affecting you, uh, looking over the lessons for the upcoming sermon, or just personal Bible study. He nods. Okay, well... uh, Could that young lady be my mentor then? You look up and see him looking at you. He's serious in the face, but you can tell in his eyes he's being sneaky about something. Oh, well, I think this would be your first mentorship, wouldn't it? But uh, I know you have a busy schedule yourself. Do you want to try it out still? Sister Gladys asks. All eyes are on you waiting on your reply. Well, I... Is that even appropriate? His hot self comes in and requests the youngest of us to be his mentor. Sister Helen interrupts. Sister Helen, it is one thing to accuse this young man, whatever his past may be, but she has been a member since she is, was born here. Have some respect in her ability... Sheila Ann chimes in. Mm hmm. And David was nothing but a little shepherd, but eventually he became king and fooled with Beth's sheep. Sister Gladys hissed. Okay. I would like to mentor him. That's my choice, okay? Like you said, it would be my first, so why not? You say, hands raised in surrender. And your accusations look terrible in front of him. so please, if y'all don't mind, Mr. Stevens, let me show you around the church in our designated meeting room. You stand up and walk out before the other women have a chance to speak. Walking down the hall, you feel hot with embarrassment. Eric trots up beside you. Hey, you all right? Yeah, it's just, they can be a big pain in my... You know. He scoffs. Yeah, I know. This ain't my first time seeing shit like that. You give him a look. Oh, shit. My bad. I mean, damn. Uh, I cuss a lot, baby girl, so you just gonna have to ignore all that. Kind of hard to do, man. You can't reel it in on a Sunday. You open the door to a room walking in. Listen, I won't make a promise I can't keep. The Lord says something about that, right? Yeah, James five twelve. uh But above all, my brothers do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be your yes and your no be a no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. You recite. He walks in after you, standing in the middle of the room, looking around. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, uh, this is where we would meet to talk about whatever. Um, There's no time limit, and it's not even mandatory, so just let me know if you're not showing up. How will I contact you about that? I got your contact info. I'll share mine when it's necessary. You want to sit? He smiles, revealing two golds on the bottom row of his teeth. You guys sit across from each other at a table. You like being here, doing this? It's not bad. I didn't choose it, but um, I do feel like I do a good job doing it. Um, So maybe someone sees more of me than I can see. God, right? He asks. Yeah, mostly. But God can send people to bring something out of you, too. You both are quiet for a moment, nervous about what to say next. You decide to try and get to know him a little. So, uh, what do you do for a living? Mostly odd jobs here and there. I haven't found a permanent job, but I'm from the military, so I get by. You raise your eyebrows. Hmm, okay. Uh, well, how was your life in the military? He shrugs, crossing his arms. It was about like what you imagine. It was boring at times. It was dangerous at times. Worked with some assholes. He covers his mouth, wide-eyed, and pretend worry. You roll your eyes, smiling a little. And some folks were good, but overall, I would do it again. It made me who I am now. Did you have any regrets? I know you have to follow orders, so were there anything you did that you didn't want to? Plenty. I took things from people, I killed, I broke up communities, interrupted lives. People don't think about what foreign folks go through when we try and invade and help. A lot of the times we do a lot of damage along the way and Make sacrifices that look bad. It's hard to be patriotic when you think about that. You look away at this admission. He really seen some shit. Maybe he should have had a deacon mentor, because hell if you knew how to get through that. Well, do you ever meditate uh, to clear your mind? Depends on your definition to meditate. He says in air quotes, sometimes you got to turn everything off, shut your mind down and just talk to God. Thank him for the blessing and then ask for forgiveness. Lastly, see if he can guide you in the right direction. It's just a great reset. Can you show me how? You nod eagerly. Sure. Uh, Here, let me come around. You drag your chair in front of him, and he turns to face you. Okay, give me your hands. He does. You clear your throat more to calm yourself from the contact than to be ready to speak. His hands close around yours firmly. Okay, so close your eyes. He does. Then opens one. And keep them closed. He shuts it again, smiling to himself. He settles into his chair. Lums run across the back of your hands. Your hands hella soft. You heat up a little at his matter-of-factness. Focus, please. A moment of silence passes. You study his face as he has his eyes shut. He has nice lashes. Something you never understood with guys. Why do they get the best lashes? You look over his locks braided back neatly. His beard frames his face, patching parts. A chain hugs his neck, the end of which is hidden underneath his shirt. Time passes, and Eric says, You know, I wouldn't mind a clip version of this for the time being. I kind of got to be somewhere later. Even watching his mouth move was mesmerizing to you. His lips so full and perfect. You could tell that jaw could torture you in so many ways if he wanted to. Yeah, okay. So this is when you would think about God and his goodness, being grateful, and then make your confessions and needs known. Okay, let me come up with something real quick. Um Thank you, God, for your grace, mercy. I got here just like I promised so there's that um forgive me for my sins you know I got a lot of shit uh, my bad to work through and I don't need this pretty girl being scarred by the details but you know also thank you for her helping me only God knows what really keeps my attention and motivation you smile a little he even prays a little like a kid. But um, just keep bless- the blessings coming forward. I'm making an effort this time, so just don't forsake me. Amen. His eyes open. How'd I do? You sigh in relief. Great. <laughs> that was really good. I meant that uh, stuff, too. You been cool since I got here and you know your shit, so my bad. You laugh. It's okay. Ain't nobody but us here anyway. A moment goes before you notice he is licking his lips and still caressing your hands. The door to the room opens. Hey, you guys about done? We're locking up the church now. Sister Gladys peeks in. You nod and drop his hands. Yeah. We just finished prayer. You both get up and head for the front door. Sister Gladys pulls you aside a moment as Eric walks on. I just wanted to know that I stand by you. Being able to mentor that young man, Helen was really in her true element today, she says. Thank you. It's okay, she's just being herself, but I can handle myself, and Eric really has an interesting background, so I'm looking forward to digging deeper with him, you say. Sister Gladys hugs you and wishes you a blessed week. As you both walk out, you speak to him before parting ways. So thanks again for coming. I hope you're able to make it next Sunday. I'll definitely. No doubt about that. Especially for our one-on-ones. Congratulations on me being your first, he calls as he walks away. You watch him walk away before heading to your car. His legs just never quit, them long-ass daddies. How in the hell did that find its way on your side of town in your little church? You prayed a selfish prayer, hoping they'd make their way back soon.